0: Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic, Canada. And I'm Heather
1: Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations.
0: This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast.
1: Find out what happens when we air the the behind-the-scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory.
0: Hey, I'm Kate. And Heather. And this is Travel Pro Theory, obviously, <laughs> that you clicked on. Uh, today we are talking about um, assistance and delegating, ICs, all the things in that area. We're gonna try to kind of keep it condensed. Um, we're not claiming. It's just kind to of a ex- joke, right? Right. Never keep right? It condensed. It Sorry. We never keep it condensed. We'll tr- try and fail. So prepare yourself. And uh, yeah, we'll probably have more on these in time because this is something we're still currently going through ourselves. So we'll have updates on it, but we get asked all, all the live long day about how do I hire an assistant? How do I outsource? How do I um, delegation? Build a team? How do I scale? De- grow. Yeah, yep. Um,
1: no, we do. Yeah, no, we do. So we want to cover this topic as best as we can right now. But like any business, it's always evolving. Mm-hmm. So Katie and I's goal, we thought maybe we would do another like an updated version of this at the end of the year. So it is September of 19 right now. And that we will update it maybe then the you're kind of give like a pulse point because we are both yeah. literally in the thick of this. So yes, we're going to so, start with delegation yep. and hiring an assistant because yes. that is one way to scale a business. Scaling does not mean actually I'm going to look it up right now. Google the definition. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't totally prove that I'm wrong. With (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you the truth if it (laughs) does. Also, wait, this is the best part. Scaling. The removal of the scales from something. The formation of scales. Uh, Like the
0: scale of fish. Yeah,
1: like a fish. Like literally none of this. None of this is talking about business.
0: <laughs> um, just an FYI. Who came up with yeah. that word? I don't know. I don't know. But people, we, we've we talked about, we've kind of touched okay, on Okay, down before. here,
1: it says like a third definite, like wh- I had to literally Ooh. hit more. It says uh, climb up or over. I'm going to take that okay. as. Um, oh, yeah, ripers- that's like
0: scaling a mountain.
1: Reducer increase in size. Like, so I feel like we can come up with like a metaphor in business. of
0: Increasing. I mean, but I think when we say it or when people hear it, because it's super popular right now, people are thinking like how I went from zero to six figures in five seconds with a team, (laughs) you know? Good old Instagram Um, ad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With a magic button where I... Got all my time back and used that free time to make markets. Oh, actually,
1: here's a good definition. When a business is able to scale their operations, this means that they are able to handle a growing amount of work or sales in a capable, cost-effective manner. I think that's a great definition of scaling. That
0: is a good one. Yeah, cost-effective. That is a key element. Capable,
1: cost-effective manner i like that yep. okay we're we're, gonna, ro- we're right. gonna roll with that one
0: we're gonna roll with it let's so, start with okay go ahead i was just gonna say let's start with how we started you guys hear us talk about jenna all the time and that is how each of us heather found jenna and then i started working with jenna later and that has evolved over the years so heather do you want to start with how you you guys got started because i came in later
1: Um, I met Jenna at a travel event and this was oh my god this was a I met her the first year I was in business so uh, 16 and then she approached me um, after we had worked together on a trip for her and her um, a bunch of friends had approached me if I was interested in hiring an assistant if I needed somebody and I had a I still remember our FaceTime interview. I was like pretty much dressed in like mom wear, athleisure. And my kids were running around. And so that's, you know, we started working together um, there. And I'm pretty sure, I should have asked Jenna before we discussed this. I think she started with doing all of my invoicing and documents off the top of my head. I don't think I was using Travify back then. I can't. I don't remember when Travify came into my life. To be totally honest, yeah, I don't Maybe know. So, it was anyways,
0: seventeen was I that
1: seventeen? That's yeah. like, yeah, I. That's my guess. I don't think I had it when I first went out on my own, but I honestly could be wrong. Uh, but I'm pretty sure she was doing documents and like client based invoicing at that point in time, and so it it honestly just grew from there as I became comfortable with what she was handling and where her response, like her strengths obviously played out and what I needed and how the business was growing. And, um, she became someone too, that I could confidently bounce ideas off of and sit down and say, is this working? Is this not working? What should we do instead? Oh, she was doing client gifts for me also. So documents, client gifts, she was handling all of that. Uh, more like what I call client experience. And so, um, I think I paid her $20 an hour when we started, or $17 an hour, something like yeah. that. And I don't know how many hours a week I promised her. I can't remember. Sorry. But yeah, it just grew. It just naturally grew from there. And she's been with me for over two years now and now handles, um, all of my Travelify proposals, um, updating little things in there, all of my restaurant recommendations, uh invoicing and in travel joy a lot of like business h we call it she calls a business headquarters stuff uh, and i think that's a good term for it like keeping all my logos in one place uh making sure everybody has access to those things who would might need them organizing me in asana i'm pretty sure did you did she introduce me to asana
0: um mm, i'm not sure probably either.
1: Probably, because you don't use Asana, so I'm assuming it was her. She got us, you know, all set up in there. She did a lot of functionality things uh, for us. So I would say that my looking back, I think this is, and we're going to get into this more because Katie and I discuss this a lot, um, obviously personally, but it's a personality thing too. When you go to grow and hire and delegate, you have to be prepared um, to let go. And I was totally okay with letting certain things go because that's weren't things I was good at. And I was very open and welcome to her ideas and her telling me what she thought I should do. And Jenna, if you know her at all personally, you know that she's like pretty soft-spoken and would never come at, come at somebody in a negative way anyways. Um, so it was easy to, to, for her to be like, hey, what if we did this? Oh yeah, girl. And I'd be like, just do it. I'm also the type that's like, if you have an idea, I'd rather you just do it than let's sit here and chit chat about it. Yeah. Um but yeah, so she has she has really grown the entire I think it was at workcation, right? That I, her and I sat down and figured out an entire plan of my client yeah. experience though. Like a full yeah. client experience from yeah. all the things in Travel Joy, every email template in Travel Joy. That was hashed out at a workcation between her and I and that is how I've been able to scale. So We talk about this too because scaling, obviously, according to this definition, capable, cost-effective manner. I am able to handle the 200 plus client trips a year because I have her. Does it mean I make as much money? No, I'm giving up something, and um, you know, I I always feel bad, Katie, saying this because you hear it like every day. But it's a season of life that that I'm in right now with the, with my kids and I another one on the way and a husband who travels, etc. Like we all have our own little things. So you have to decide, um, you know, what what fits into my life right now? Or, you know, right. what do I want my life to look like or plan for it to look like in a year if you're trying to have a baby or something of that effect? How do I need to prepare for that? Uh, and so I accept that like I can't make every single penny that's coming in right now. Also business costs money, right? But yeah. I... Already had a process in place when I hired Jenna. She just helped me refine that process and actually put it on paper.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is how, I I love to talk about this because as you guys know, it's gonna come as no surprise that like Heather and I have- different work styles and kind of like a different approach to things and that definitely plays out in how we work with people and how we hire because i started with jenna later and just to point out jenna is a she's a virtual assistant so she has her own business so we would both be paying her as an independent contractor she was never an employee and i mean you can look up the differences i'm not gonna like go through them now but like you know she has her own llc we're paying her business service um for that and and neither of us are doing like set hours you can't dictate someone's hours if they're an an independent contractor um anyway um i when did i start i think it was 17 i learned about jenna from heather um which will come as a surprise i think it was in 17 and i started to have her work on documents client docs and just some client stuff like that And we did that for a little while and it was an eye opener for me. And that one, the truth is I wasn't fully ready to hire. I wasn't ready to give up control. And, um, I also needed to clean up some systems. So. That caused me to get really organized and make it easy. Like if someone needed to jump in and create documents, whatever, that it would be easier to do. And then on top of that, like get a real, a lot better handle, like time-wise. Because I remember I would always feel so bad because I'd realize I'd need something. But when I needed it, I kind of needed it then. And so i ended end up just doing it myself because I didn't want to like be the jerk that's like, hey, can you do this like now, you know? Um, and also... Me creating my own docs was a f- fail safe for me. That's where I was, I would catch um, any errors. I was just more likely to see something if I was doing it versus going over it, uh, which was something I learned about myself. So we evolved. We just changed. Um, after that, I was like, let's switch gears. She took over my Instagram and email marketing for maybe a year. And then I, my sales were down in 18. So we pulled back on that, um, because cash flow, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It didn't make mm-hmm. sense for me because, like, at the end of the day, were those things good for my business and it help it grow? Yes. Was was I getting clients from Instagram? No. So that wasn't the best place to put that money at the time mm-hmm. when my sales were down. Um, and then now that's evolved, and now we've now we're doing um, Pinterest. So she's taken over that for me. So it changes and evolves, and I, I found for me that it's easier for has been easier. For me, um, to outsource something where I, where I totally let it go. For example, when she was handling Instagram for me, she was doing all the posts. Like she learned my voice, she posted for me, all that kind of stuff. And then now that she's doing Pinterest, I don't even look at it. Like she does all of that and I don't like, I don't have a hand in it, you know. I'm interested in the data that comes from it, and that's that's about it. So I like to outsource – I've learned that about myself. Like, I like to outsource in a way where it's like you're you're in charge of this project and, like, take it and run with it uh, versus I, I'm not in a place to do that client-wise myself. Um, so I know – for me, like Heather said, we're in the thick of it. So I'm going to be hiring, but I'm going to be – I'm going – Uh, an employee route, which we could talk more about later. Um, but I think if you're starting, if you're looking out, if you're like, okay, I don't have enough time and I've got to get rid of some stuff, Mm -hmm. your options, you know, are you can hire an assistant, sure. But if you don't have like your systems cleaned up first, and you don't have a clear process in place, you're going to be adding more time to everything (laughs) you do. Like you've got to train like, that was one thing, like, honestly, hiring Jenna for the first time I like, not that I didn't know this already. But I was kind of like, holy shit, like so much of this lives in my head. And it can't it can if I want this to go on. And now that's changed. Like even though uh, Jen and I don't do a lot of client work together now, she can step in. She stepped in for me um, in March and April back when I was, I was gone for three weeks and she managed my inbox. She put stuff together for me. She kept things running while I was gone. And she was able to just like pop in and do that because I had gone back and actually gotten my ish together and organized my business. So if you haven't done that yet, I would encourage you to start there. Yeah. Well, actually, step one one and two, they kind of go hand in hand. Have your
1: financials in order, whatever that means for you. Know what you can afford. Know what those max hours are. Actually, Katie, you and I were talking about this the other day. um, And to be honest, neither of us have done this. um, But I think it would be good practice especially if you're just so clueless sit down track your time find a way to track your time so you know that what is this what what is the specific task that I want to delegate because we all know or maybe you don't in case your Instagram looks so much different than ours but <laughs> you can hire people for such specific things now there's, yeah. I mean, even Jenna is much more project-based than what she started off being. So mm-hmm. she, I don't, I, and I'm hoping I'm not totally correct. I don't think she'll take on as a virtual assistant now like she used to. Jenna, forgive me if I'm totally wrong. I will come back and correct my statement. Um, but she hires for projects now, like, you know, yeah. putting you into, uh, yeah. setting up your travel joys, stuff like that. So decide where the problem is know what it is exactly you're looking for. Do you want a jack of all trades? Do you want somebody, you just need somebody to get your travel your access library all set up. Do you need the your CRM set up? Do you need an email series written? What is it that you need? And then, you know, hire for that. Figure how much time that, or let's say you do documents. Like I also have an employee who does um, all my travel documents and that I know I've talked about before. And, that was something that when Jenna stopped doing it, I was not willing to take it back on. I don't, I don't want to do it. It's also like you mentioned, Katie, it's a fail safe. They all have access to everything in Travify and Travel Joy. And Shelly has caught things left and right, you know, of even if it's very minor things, but like, hey, this doesn't, so, you know, hey, we're missing this. Hey, we're missing that. That I, I don't want to sit there and look for. So also, I don't. it's hard for me personally, it's hard for my eyes to look and look and look for months and then get documents. I, I, that's not a good mythology for me because um, my eyes tell me or my brain tells me what I want to see, not what I am seeing. Um, but, you know, just understand what, what you really need. That's what you're figuring out. You don't want to hire, whether it's an assistant or when we get into talking about ICs or an employees, you're not hiring just because it's a cool thing to do. It is the dumbest yeah. idea. You may have an idea of growth, like I think in reality most of us want to grow our businesses and s- whatever that actually means to us, and maybe you don't know quite yet, or that that evolves and changes. I personally have never had aspirations to have a huge agency. Um, maybe that'll change in five years, though. Don't know. Yeah. But understanding that just because you feel like you're hearing. That scaling is right, that growing a business, that growing ICs or getting ACs is the right thing to do does not make it the right thing for you. I think yes. owning that and staying in your lane and understanding, like obviously Katie and I are not the the largest agencies out there.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm the smallest supplier I know.
1: <laughs> I did it. Well, yeah. Small, <laughs> smallest one I know too. But... I think actually, can you just say, I think you've said it on here before, but I think it's really, it comes up a lot when we're, you know, chatting through issues and stuff. Talk to them about when you started the agency, or excuse me, when you started the company, Yeah, Yeah. you knew that you had no clients. You were literally, and that this Mm -hmm. was, you always call it a slow burn. Slow burn? Yeah, it's a slow burn. long burn? burn? Um, Slow burn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a slow burn. I mean, because for me, we've talked about my experience on here before. I was an employee. And while I... When, you know, I knew how to plan trips to Ireland. I had that shit down pat. I had the relationships in place to get rate contracts, right? I had those things in place. You know what I did not have in place was a single fucking client because I was an employee somewhere. So not only did I, you know, have no client base to take with me anywhere, um, I had Sorry. zero experience in getting clients because they all just came, you know what I mean? They all just like were calling my old job. And that's that was it. I was planning trips day in and day out. So I really had to teach myself um the business and getting out there like the business side of things and some marketing side of things And I'm not going to pretend I'm like the best at it now either. But I knew from the get go because the nature of being a tour operator as well. And at the time, I was um advisor only. And I knew I wanted to stay that way. So I was like, this is how I'm starting. This is how I'm going to build the business. It's going to be for advisors. Well, most of you that are listening are advisors and you all know you don't necessarily trust a tour operator that got started three months ago. So it's going to take some time and like a lot of trust building to build up that credibility and just to keep going. So for me, yeah, it was absolutely a slow burn I think I've shared this on the podcast before I don't know if I have but like I could tell you like my first year obviously I didn't make jack shit and then my second year I did make revenue but I like, I made a decent revenue but it was um I had taken out I took out a loan when was that I think in my second year because the first year was so bad and I had a job um too like oh, for yeah, my you were first Insta- year uh, weren't you instacart yeah. or no yeah, yeah i wor- I did i worked for instacart like first i was a server <laughs> at a weird place and then i had a a, weird place. a job at, at instacart which shout out instacart i will say that was like the best side gig because i didn't have to schedule so i could just go on the app and pick up hours so if it was like you know i had a slow week i would like work and get money coming in so you know i knew i knew it was gonna take the time it was gonna take and i wasn't really scared of that going in and and i think it's no secret well i maybe it is a secret. i think it's something peace people just like honestly don't consider you know on the supplier side And i think it's worth mentioning just because there's so many advisors right now that like want to be an operator and it's like they don't really they just want the rate contracts um but they want to be on this side of things but it's like it's it takes so much longer to build as an operator, right? Versus especially one you know, that's an advisor
1: facing only, like yes, that's such exactly. a it's a for a specific destination and like you're and so, so
0: niche down in that sense. I'm so niche down, and also like the, the the destinations that sell Ireland is like high highly competitive. There's a ton of tour operators for Ireland, right? So. I really had to build, which you and I have said this before, too. I know I'm getting on a little tangent, so I'll stop. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, your number one goal is to just be good at what you do and be known for being good at what you do. And that is honestly how I got clients. Like, the few people that would trust me, I knew I was, like, knock it out of the park. Make it fucking good. And that's what I did. So then they came back. And so I did – I honestly built on referrals and repeats and word of mouth um, – that's right how how we're just it good got at, to where it is now
1: yeah you were good at it it wasn't because you had a huge team that no. doesn't make you good at it that's the, like it I don't know it's it's very interesting I do think we're in this day and age where this just like time frame of this assistant delegation scale whatever you know scaling hu- hustle I, it's just like very trendy and I would yeah. I say that and I'm like you know, the queen of outsourcing. Oh, who can do this job for me? Great. Here, I'll pay you See, to a, do it. Just get it done. I'm a
0: bad outsourcer. I'm a really bad outsourcer. But that's just how my brain works. I feel like I have to understand. I can't delegate something if I don't have a understanding of how it works. And then I end up yeah. just doing things. Or if I have a bad experience, I end up just doing it. That's, I mean, like, hello. That's how I ended up doing, learning how to do websites on my own, because I hired a designer out the gate, and it was garbage. (laughs) So, like...
1: (laughs) Um, right. And it's, it's true. And I I think, the, re- you know, we really wanted to talk about this too, because Katie and I do have such opposite perspectives and d- ways of thinking and stuff like that. Like, whereas I'm like, I don't ever want to know a damn thing about Pinterest. I don't ever want to think about it. Same <laughs> with my email marketing. I never wrote yeah. a single one of my emails from the day, I'm sorry, email marketing from day one. Like when I started doing them, I hired that out from the start because I had no interest in formatting I had no interest in writing I had no interest in like putting it all together and and I'd rather just shut my brain out I'm like are you an expert great here's what I'm paying also that I think that kind of makes sense why I'm like when clients come to me I'm like am I the expert great let's keep tracking okay yeah like yeah. I handle, I go to a business expecting that same experience. Katie and I actually have a great example of this. I feel like I've turned my brain off to what the heck is happening in Ireland mm-hmm. because I know Katie has, just knows it. I, I fully yeah. trust her. I'm like, does she have it? Great. Okay. Let's keep going. Next thing. I don't yeah. need to sit here and, and pretend. Like, and obviously I have a, I have a le- a decent, like solid understanding of Ireland in general and you know I've picked a lot up over the years but I could never sit here and like read you a full itinerary I might be like oh you can go from Dublin to the southwest or we can go to (laughs) Belfast and I have like these ideas but at the end of the day I don't I don't need to memorize it I have Katie to be my brain in that regard and I trust her fully because I've just that's like I hand it over so I I think you know. Know your financials. Know what you're trying to hire for, and know yourself. Yeah. Understand yeah. where you think your issues are going to be. Also, this is kind of interesting. I think it would be you could potentially ask what people's enneagram are because Katie mm-hmm. is a five. You're five, right?
0: Yeah, I'm a five. You're five. So I'm a and I'm a three. Basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm a three. Which I don't know where the three thing comes into hiring, but I would say from the standpoint that Jenna is a two shelly is a shelly who's my documents manager she's a she's in the one two category also i found that interesting i was actually thinking about this last night before knowing we were going to chat and i was like huh i wonder where that plays into it in terms of personality like i hired people that are in the higher numbers just like i am yeah well
0: yeah it's kind of filling in the places you need i mean yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, being a five, that absolutely fits into my hangups around hiring at times because I know that I'm a bad client in that way. I am not good at describing exactly what I want because I have to understand how something works in order to decide how I want to use it. So I just like do things and test things and that's how I learn and get a like process. Um, But I think you got to like, so yeah, be self-aware because you don't want to just like, here's, here's where it's going to go astray for you is if you're like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have any time. I need to just hire someone. Well, you're about to have less time because you're going to have to train that person. Mm -hmm. Regardless, like if they're a virtual assistant or an employee or an IC, like you are about to spend some time training. And if you don't fully understand the functions of how something works within your business, now now when you're hiring out specialized, like Heather was saying, like if you're hiring out for email marketing or something like that, like you can let them take it and run with it. But when it comes to like your client work, if you want it to be done the way you you would do it, you are about to spend some time training.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So that also, this is going to kind of segue, I I think kind of naturally into the conversation of growing your business via the IC model, bringing on, let's say you're saying, I am so stinking busy. I've got so many clients. And then you're like, so I need somebody else. I need an IC. I also, I want to dive back around to this. Is that really what you need? Or Mm -hmm. could you be doing things like Like why, why is hiring our go-to move is actually how Katie and I kind of broke this down. Why is that the automatic go-to move instead of like, would it make more sense to raise your minimum budget? Would it make more sense to stop saying yes to things that aren't an ideal fit or not your ideal client? Should you raise your fee? Like what are the things you should be doing to help, you know, and obviously if hiring at some point is on your goal list, we, you know, I'm here with you, like I get it, but uh, Lindsay Epperly has actually told me, too. She thinks it takes, it sucks, like, one to two years out of your life to yeah. hire and train.
0: Which, like, that, I would, that to me It's the worst sounds, part of it. Yeah, that actually, that sounds right on to me. Because I think of, like, when I started at my old job and I knew, you know, nothing. And I was doing it full-time as an employee. And, yeah, I'd say around the year mark, I was, like, really, like, a lot more independent you know um yeah so it's it's a huge time commitment i do want to like um just skip back to va's real quick if you guys go to no i was just thinking before i forget um like so if you want to hire someone specialized or you want some tips on va's go to jenna's a part of this too it's outsourcing with love and you can visit their blog and they have tips and stuff on that because, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend we're the experts on that either. So like, if you want more yeah, information on hiring, hiring a virtual assistant, um, that's a good resource, go check it out. Um, but yeah, back that's, to ICs. Yeah. I, w- I also think too, um, what was that Our I sent sh- you? Yeah, I can't remember now, it was something about fulfillment. Like we all have oh, this yes. idea of like, you know, I'll feel like I've made it when, or I like, as soon as I have a team, this is gonna feel better. And it might feel different, but it's not, it's not gonna, it's not a magic button to hit, like, you don't, ha- as soon as someone signs a contract, it doesn't make your problems go away. I promise. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I
1: also, we thought this was a really good question, and I was telling Katie when this Kesha, question question, came through on, uh, over on- It just made me think of
0: Kesha- a- now I'm on oh. like TikTok in my head. What happened t- to her? <laughs> I don't I know. Like,
1: yeah, what happened? Sorry. Okay, we're done. Um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh make laugh. I'm going to lose my terrain. Of that. It's okay. I, I should have kept it in my brain. <laughs> no, we couldn't. Sorry. I just screwed over. Um, it, I actually, I said to Katie when this question came through, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we used to talk about this all the time, my old boss and I, when I worked for an agency. So I'm going to read... I'm gonna like give a skim of the question, and then um, we'll talk about this a little bit more. But it's gonna go hand in hand with like when to know to grow your business, how to grow your business, where we think you mm-hmm. you know potentially need to stop yourself and think for a hot second. So, may- and maybe this is you maybe you can relate. Uh, you know, it's common for people to basically you'll get especially maybe your host agency or whatever your your current situation is, sends out like a leaderboard of sales that was that's actually something I've never experienced but um anyways you know they're basically they get this leaderboard and they're like here's all these people and you want to know how the hell are they making how are they getting those sales what are they doing how much Mm -hmm. you know money are they making clearly there's you know a ton of volume and and stuff like that um and, and here's where I where Katie and I kind of think it, it all like breaks down and goes wrong. A, you don't know what the hell these people are selling for the most part, right? You're going to see yeah. 25 names on a list, unless you happen to know all 25 and you can specifically pinpoint it. But chances are you don't. You only know a portion of them or one or two people and you might know what they're selling. And, and then maybe you start going down that rabbit hole. And you're like, you know what? She sells tons of Royal Caribbean groups. But your ideal client is actually somebody doing custom, high-end, 10 grand minimum um, trips to Europe. But Mm -hmm. yet you're sitting there comparing yourself to somebody who's hustling Royal Caribbean. Or what, you know, we could make this comparison all day long. Like whatever you want to, whatever, fill in the blank of what, of what you're selling versus what somebody else is selling. And you've now lost the fact that you're, it's like, I said to Katie, it's like Squirrel. You're like suddenly yeah. looking over there going, what, what, what are they doing? Wait, what? I'm fair. How do they, that's not fair. The other thing is, um, and we've just started say, trying to say this more on Instagram because a couple people people more recently started asking us about group stuff. Again, Katie and I don't do groups. Neither of us consider ourselves experts in groups, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't be a 1 million plus, 2 million plus agent. It also, yeah. you know if you work your way into the higher end level and maybe not, but okay. So let's also take that comparison. Maybe they're not doing groups. You could still sell 1.5 million, but you might have 500 clients. Like, do you really want that? Is that really the hustle life? (laughs) That is some hustle life. Um, that, that you want. So, you know, in terms of like looking at it from, a dollar amount when you're comparing and you're wondering what how did that person make all that money or how did that person get that kind of sales just know that you you don't know the full story and you don't know what they're selling what their expenses are you don't and actually Katie you've talked about this more recently and I'm so glad like oops sorry I keep kicking my trash can um what what is their actual revenue Mm -hmm. what if their revenue percentage is actually six percent of their average sale price
0: that's horrible yeah, you don't know what they're actually making. And that's another thing to consider. If you're looking at someone and you're like, oh, they have this huge team, well, they also are paying for that team. So like, is that the business that you want? And how much money are they bringing home at the end of the day? Like, and I know, like obviously the margins are different for suppliers versus advisors. So I don't even get into the like sales number game. I'm like, that's like, I would talk about my revenue because that's what matters to me. Honestly, I'd rather sell less and make more. I would much rather sell less and I mean, make more. That's okay. Let's let's walk <laughs> down that because that's actually
1: a great point in terms of growing business. And this goes yeah. back to the things that we had said earlier or just a few minutes ago. We're like, what is it time to raise your minimum budget? Is you know, mm-hmm. sell like how'd you say it? sell less for four more? Sorry, I'm like suddenly blanking on how to say that. Um, <laughs> but it,
0: it's just. Yeah,
1: let me look back at my notes. I'm just, I'm trying not to be frustrated. Well,
0: well, yeah, so let's let's talk about like things that you could do. I think I think you need to really consider instead of a a grass is greener mentality and assuming a team is the best way and I'm not like hating on teams like I do want to build a team. So let's I just want to be clear on that. Yeah, but I think that, um, you know, it's not always it's not an easy button. It's not just like you know set it and forget it and suddenly you have so much time and money back um it is just like one avenue there's so many other things you could do and so many other things that i think you should do first which is yeah exactly like you're saying like examine what types of business you really want like for me yeah i'm not gonna do big groups because i don't travel in big groups like honestly it's just not my thing i don't think it's the best way to travel and just like Honestly, it kind of goes against what I think makes a great trip. Because at the end of the day, for a small group, can I make, you know, 12 people happy, 16 people happy? Probably. Can I make 35 on one giant bus happy? Probably fucking not. So I don't want to do that. Um, that's just not my interest <laughs> right. level. So. You know, and and that's like nothing to say against it, but just like personally, it's just not for me. But I think this kind of idea of like, oh, you have to do any, you don't have to do anything. All these like, I have to have a team, I have to sell groups, I have to do this to grow. And it's like, I mean, first of all, it's not worth a misery level if you don't like it. And then two, you you honestly, you're not gonna be good at the things you don't like doing. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I, there was a point in time where I added all these um, escorted tours into my business where I was partnering with companies who do them because they were all kept approaching me and I thought, oh, okay, this is a great idea. This uh I thought I was like, yeah, this could be an easy way to get money because really they're carrying it out or whatever. And I never sold any because I never really wanted to, because the truth is I didn't like them. So I like, well, it just never made sense. You know, so if it's something that you don't genuinely enjoy, you're not gonna be into it, and you're going to oh. hate yourself the whole way.
1: <laughs> well, it's just like, it, it's like the thing with, it kind of goes to the groups thing, because I remember that specifically back when I worked at Classic Travel, and at the age, like, it, I think it trickles down from a supplier thing, and maybe your host is saying it too, and, that, and I think that actually comes from a supplier side too. Of course, they're going to incentivize you to sell groups. That fills their beds. Like, yes, they want your groups. Yeah. Hey, come on, if you get 10 people, you can go for free kind of stuff, because they want to fill... Beds as easily and quickly as possible. And yes, in theory, groups would be the simplest way to do that. You know, you get a group of people where well, you just knocked out 30 seats. Great. Fabulous. Let's yeah. keep going. That space is filled. But the reality of it is, is like, it's just, it, it doesn't have to be. Also, I remind you too, if you're like, I think I should do a group. And I'm going to pick a random thing that I'm not into, but I heard somebody else had <laughs> success in getting that. Yeah. come on like how yeah. please use your brain to stop yourself and take five seconds and say do i even like this does this make yeah. any sense to me
0: and well, i'm not, not even
1: sp- too- katie and i have no do not even want to sit here and be like let's go through the ideas for groups you could potentially do nah, nah. if it doesn't like land in your head or your lap d- it, no don't go be that because honestly what's the difference between you and like an mlm or hustling in your dms hey girl you ever uh how you feeling about your skin (laughs) oh (laughs) is my skin okay hey girl what'd you ever think about putting a group together you y'all want to go to cancun good i can help
0: hey girl (laughs) sorry (laughs)
1: <laughs> it just reminds me of that. It's so
0: accurate. I mean, here's the thing too. It's like, I also, like, when it comes to planning a group versus planning an FIT versus selling like all different types of travel we've talked about before, these are so... These are different skill sets. Like if you're if you're good at doing these groups, it keep on keeping on. If you never do them and you just think it's a way to make money, then like sure try it out. You know, see. Yeah, what so starts. Yeah, it was like start where your expectations are and get a mentor to
1: help you. And if that's not your host yeah. agency, go find an advisor like yeah. who can help you f- I don't you know is somebody in a Facebook group you feel like might be good at them and if they are not hopefully they'll refer you out to somebody else like go out and I'm happy to share some well if they are okay with me sharing but um like Katie and I can send you some people if you're like I really want to try this group or destination wedding just shoot yeah shoot us a DM or an email and um there's definitely some people that I I think Kill it at that, and I if they're okay with the introduction, we'd be happy to make the introduction. So you'd have somebody walking you through the steps, right? Um,
0: but I think too, like, don't be afraid to like. I just I feel it from we in our in the questions that we get all the time, where it's like, don't be. I mean, look at my business. I am super niche down. Like, don't be afraid to lean into your skill set. Be the fucking best at the thing that you're doing and keep getting better. Um, you don't have to do all the things to to make dollars um okay i feel like we've like been tangenting on groups let's get back to um oh sorry um sorry no. well let's talk about other
1: ways to let's go yeah. down because we get asked all the time the ic uh, you know thought yes. process here since we know that's what you're all waiting for anyways yeah. and here okay so a in my head and just speak up if you're like that's not a heather oh. Hey, if you are an IC and you've come from that model, sit down, write a list of what was the worst thing you experienced. Starting as an IC if that's your start, which I think that's 90% of you. Got your start as an IC, right? Like you're all with a host or whatever situation that is or maybe you're totally independent and you have been from the start. So sit down and be like what were the pain points? What do I never want to happen to the person I bring on? What would have helped me? If I, you know, when I was first starting um, in this business, that's like, understand that come up with a game plan for those things. Cause if you can solve that problem, you're going to solve a lot, but also know what the heck is legal. Actually, I have an article, um, Katie's going to share it, but if you're looking for it, when you listen to this, it's travel weekly, it's their September 18th, 2019 looks like an IC, but might not be an IC by Mark Pest pestronok pet strong pet i'm P- um, sorry pest that guy <laughs> wow heather yeah
0: you'll, you'll uh, him. you'll the, see his photo on it <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah. laughs> i always call him
1: like bless his heart mark don't if you ever hear this god love you but i was like i always call him the the old travel lawyer um uh, this is just literally because i see his picture in my head
0: uh, he oh bless it Sorry. Yeah, I I'm mean, he might. So, dude, right he's,
1: We're going to get a nasty he email might. on that one. I know. I'll, I'll like. listen. <laughs> <laughs> but he does have he has a, this is a great, great, great article. Um, and I think it's worth a read. It answers a lot of these questions of like, I see. Also, Katie and I, I think it wasn't it James Wedmore. And I'm actually not his biggest fan. So I just want to preface that. But I think he was the one that was talking about 'Cause you and I I remember this conversation either earlier this year or late last year at some point. I think maybe when I brought Shelly on and she had to be an employee based on the my the state of Pennsylvania is like, here's the things we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Shelly is an employee, no matter how I tried to cut it. Yeah. And of course she doesn't have her own business, so it makes it even harder. She couldn't be an independent contractor. But um I think it was James Winmore that was like, Don't be so afraid of the employee.
0: Yes. Was it, it was him? him. Yes, um, I, I'll have to try and find it what what he says at some point. but yes, it wasn't because I do. I think people shy away from the they think that uh, I think it seems like an IC model might be easier, quote unquote. Um, well I think me. it feels
1: like there's a, an arm length between it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. but
1: honestly, they're not as vested. That's the reality. I was just having a conversation with somebody today that also proved we're both having some similar issues and struggles within this, you know, diving into this IC world. Um, And we were discussing the issues we're having and just that like, you know, the reality is, it's not their baby. Uh -uh. Even though technically as an IC, it should be. It should be their baby, but they're just not as invested
0: They're not. And there there honestly is more risk. I don't want to like scare people, but there's of course, there's going to be more risk of them leaving. I mean, hello, like how many of you listening have moved host? It's it happens all the time. And also the way just by the nature of and how an IC works, like they are ultimately building their own client base, which is very different, you know, than me, my old job as an employee and leaving and starting from scratch. So I literally had to build from zero. Um, you know, they can just move and they might lose out on a cut of their commissions or whatever. That's still under you before they go somewhere else, but they could easily like hop because that's how our business works. That's how the industry works. Um, so there's more risk there. And then I also think, to me, it's so, so, so important. This is kind of where that self-awareness comes in. Like when we were talking about how, you know, I know my struggles with delegating and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you kind of have to know yourself and, and be like, set yourself up for success in that way. Um, because I'm more, I am honestly more controlling than I would like to be, but is what it is. So um when it comes to that, like I think if you don't have your own current business on lock, (laughs) lockdown, when and by that I mean, do you have systems in place? Do you have a clear workflow? Do you have a standard practice of how you deal with clients and how you deal with trips and what trips you take and what trips you don't take and how you resolve problems and how you book things, the partners that you work with? Are you going to restrict your IC in any way that way? Can they work with certain people? Can they work with certain clients? How are they bringing on leads? How are you splitting? What's considered theirs so what's considered yours. All of these things you've really gotta lay out and lay out perfectly. And then also that person, especially if you're passing them the leads, at the end of the day, is their representation of you. So if they drop the ball on your mm-hmm. client, it is come it's coming back on you. Um so, you know, it's things to consider it's not it's not just as simple as like oh they could sell trips and i'll get to take a cut of the commission and it'll be great
1: oh my gosh i also i i, I genuinely can't understand that mentality like we i, I mean, i'm just gonna be blunt like we've seen some messages that remind me of a bit that like they're just like well I'll just you know hire an see if y'all can just find ic's like that holler Tell me how you're doing that. That's the secret Whoa. magic button. You tell me <laughs> well, where you is. find these. Like, perv- <laughs> the thing is, because if you want to build a reputable good business, and you not don't want it to be the the quote machine churn and burn two thousand dollar vacation, you can't just hire like you are looking for my, guys. I, I can't even remember if we've talked about this to be totally honest. So forgive me if we have, but I mean, I went on. I like. Put up a thing for an apprentice, went through an entire interview process, you know, months of work. And I ended up hiring nobody. Yeah. Because it just, it became, I mean, there were some various reasons, but like, it, I, and then I it was like, sh- shoot, we're going to sit on this for a bit. We are just yeah. going to sit on this and I am not moving forward. And now I feel like you and I are kind of the oddballs in the sense that we're not afraid of the employee thing. And honestly, guys, like yeah, she- Shelly, who's a do- um, my documents manager, what I spend in her taxes is so low. Is it a pain in my butt in the sense of like, great, I got to pay-, pay the IRS some more money. Mm-hmm that they don't deserve but <laughs> um
0: you know exactly. at the end of the like welcome to america um but you're also you're paying a premium when you pay someone like who does have their own llc like they're gonna have a, a high, absolutely. higher
1: hourly rate. i was gonna say yeah. that thank you for that thought like yes i would be paying her a more and honestly she has come up with some of the the best if she's invested like, mm-hmm. she is invested in this because it is her, it's her job. You know, yeah. she's like, and I think we've actually seen stats on that, that like, if it's an employee, they're more likely to, I mean, shoot, look at you and I, we stayed, what, yeah. 10 years?
0: No, I not Like, what was that? I stayed. Um, well, you still stayed I over s- five or five? Five? I was, I was right at five. Yeah, I was okay. right at five. And well, honestly, still, they got circumstances- their money out of you. Yes, they did. Um, I tracked my sales. I know they did. Uh, if, uh, if, and if such, honestly, like if circumstances had been different, like it just, it was just kind of the way things worked out. And if circumstances had been different and we had renegotiated in a way that I was happy with, I wouldn't have left.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, same. I was going to say, it just became, t- I, yeah, I would have stayed if things had, if mm-hmm. like, but you know, things all happen for a reason. So, yeah, exactly. um, I think it's worth like really thinking about that. And actually to that effect too, I was the person I was talking about this. We both were like, well, how do you train an IC when you're not paying them? Cause who the hell's motivated to do that? And then they have to go find their own clients. Like who's motivated to do it? It's our industry. And I know y'all know this, but like, it is so ass backwards in how that like you go, you pay to get some training, which not that I have a problem with paying to get training, obviously, but you're like, you literally have nothing. And then, you're just supposed to, like, know what to do and know how to handle these. It's so bizarre. And we know, we've talked about before, that the host side of everything is very unregulated. Um, I can tell you want to say something. Yeah. But there's- okay, go ahead, and then I'm going gonna- uh,
0: to say something. Yeah, Sorry. it is. Could you feel it brewing? My thought is, okay, if you're bringing on ICs, accept the reality that you are going to be bringing on most likely be bringing on someone who is inexperienced because someone who's already like selling a ton of like they're off doing their own thing you know what I mean they're not looking for they're not looking for someone to take a cut of their commission they don't oh my, need you and frankly. And aren't
1: we seeing a huge increase in people getting their iota? like we I know more yeah. people now than ever that are going to get their that are leaving yes. a host and getting their own iota. so that's interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's, yeah, more and more people are doing that. And then, of course, you host offer a hundred percent commission splits, a hundred percent commission payouts. So, you know, once you reach a certain sales threshold that obviously makes the most sense so why would they ever be un- so when you are bringing on i see like you are bringing on someone who's inexperienced and i think if you yourself are inexperienced that's not the time to bring someone on and two, like understand that you're going to put the time in on training like if you you know heather you you and i know how long it takes to learn how to do this job so i don't anticipate even if i hire perfectly i don't anticipate that they're going to be this magical unicorn that's going to know it and be able to run on their own I in want three weeks and make me somebody
1: <laughs> yeah i was like that it sounds just amazing work.
0: It just we all want a magic
1: in. we all want a magic button that just doesn't exist and if there is a magic button like that where nobody's telling us sorry sorry friends well,
0: we're not it, privy it, to it, that knowledge we're, we're not privy i know i'm still looking um Pastor our uh, pay grade You passed our pay grade. I also find this concept interesting. So someone can like correct me if I'm wrong. Like, obviously, building ICs, it's a model, and it works because people keep doing it. But I kind of wonder, especially initially, when you don't have as many. To me, I'm like, that also has to be filling another role aside from money. Like, this person needs to be taking on a specific type of trip that maybe you yourself, yeah, don't want to do or whatever. Yes. yeah, they, you know, like they specialize, like you're rounding out your team so that you have someone that is good at this thing that you're not as good at kind of thing. Right, Um And right. rounding out in another way. I think in terms of just dollars, I actually don't see it being hugely profitable, at least for a while, a good while, because what's the most common, would you say? I mean, I know a lot of people do 50-50 to start, but probably like 70-30. Um, so if you're yes, taking... Yeah. Yeah, so if you're taking like 30% off of their commissions, but like I said, they're most likely inexperienced, so they're not going to be closing a ton of sales, that's like such little money. And that's probably like you're, you could be, if you look at it dollar for dollar, like you could be losing money in terms of your time and your investment mm-hmm. in them. So like run the numbers, make sure it makes sense for you. Like, just this what right. really what you want to do. Not that everything's well, uh, money yeah. decision, like, but like they need right. to serve a purpose. But it's still got to be a part money. of it,
1: because if yes. you go broke, it ain't gonna help no one.
0: Like, that's the number one reason that they go out of business: cash flow. Right. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: I was like, it's not gonna help anybody. They don't want you to go. Yeah. You know, they don't want that to happen either. Um, something I also just want to touch on too, because I, I know it's come by, I know so many of you, or we know so many of you have had such horrible host agency experience and you're just like, I didn't know any better. I, and I agree that resources have changed significantly in the last couple of years in general. We have so many more resources than we did, but Mm -hmm. I think too, especially when you're starting to look at this IC model, if it's a good fit for you or not, and please take the time to talk to your accountant if you don't have an account you best go get one take the time to talk to the lawyer make sure that you know what your state especially in the state of the potential person you're you're hiring and you want to double check that that doesn't have a an effect on you Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is if you're in a host situation where somebody had said to us you know like i didn't know what was true and what wasn't like what was true for my host agency it was their ic role or it was true why aren't you asking I Say, I would like to understand this better. Tell me what the legality is behind that. And if they can't say that, hey, get your butt out of there. Like, yep. it is not that hard to to do. Yes, you just leave your bookings and you deal with them in that regard. And then you're done. Okay, it's not the end of yeah. the world. We've all done it multiple times. Um, it's not fun, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So, but I, I think it's just really shocking to us sometimes how many people are not, you know,
0: well people don't doing ask that. questions we've learned yeah
1: yeah <laughs> or they're asking the wrong scary. people like
0: it is funny oh like sometimes can we come please talk about what like, i
1: know i know what you want to say
0: oh oh yeah okay all right guys little sidebar um again this is a we are in a day and age when resources are readily avail- available to you and that's amazing so to me if you're getting most of your information from strangers on Facebook, um, you're doing it wrong. That's not where to go. That's not a reliable source of information. That is not where I would turn for my client experience. And now there are some good groups and, and that, like I know Amicos is a, is a solid group. Um, but well, sure it's, it's more specific.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's like it's more specific yeah, than that. It's not make, the group make, itself necessarily. It's not
0: the group itself. It's who, like that person do you know them? Do they have the type of business that you wanna have? Is this a credible source of information for the question that you're asking? And so if you're thinking, well, I don't know who to ask. Okay, you know who I would off the top of my head say is more credible, um, tourism boards, suppliers, your host, your mentors, um, your BDMs, other representatives that like are getting paid to do this and not someone who has free time on Facebook. Um, I'll just, uh, yeah, and because and if,
1: if you just don't know the person answering, I think we've all been there in that situation. But the problem is like the newbies at the end of the day, um, I literally wrote down on a piece of paper, I was not going to reference time in industry. Um, here I did. <laughs> Whoops. I but well, I, no, it's okay. But I mean, it actually does. Because to their like credit, they don't know. But that's like the purpose here. You don't know who to trust. You don't know, so go to the sources. And this is actually a great example. if The host is already showing some red flags. There, you're not getting. You're like, man, that was a weird answer. They didn't have the answer. Okay, that's that is like that's a red flag for you to start making your, you know, start doing your due diligence and researching and finding the right place for you. But, um, but I think your idea of like the tourism boards and stuff like that are appropriate. But. I think this is what kind of kills us, um, and it it does make me laugh, but like, what is the difference between your clients crowdsourcing Mm
0: -hmm. if
1: you're doing the same thing to a bunch of people you don't know?
0: (laughs) Right, right? Like, Like, you guys know at the end
1: of the day, I know enough people that I'm like, even if I would go and ask a question on TPT, I'm looking for an answer, I'm totally basing what I do based on who answered it. Yeah. Because I, I have a better idea of your background. Actually, th- this is kind of a good point too. Like, sometimes it's hard for us when we're data collecting, um, you know, for, truly for the sake of the industry that if we don't know, it's such a one sided relationship because of Instagram. If we don't know what your background is and we go and try to search it and stuff like that, like, we want credibility at the end of the yeah. day like what makes you to be able to say just, that that's coming out a lot stronger than I really mean it to be honest but well
0: and just like though. not just credit credibility but context you know I mean at there the we end go. of the Thank day you. like Someone in the in a Facebook group may have 10 years of experience, but if their business is so drastically different than yours, it may not apply to what you're trying to do. It may not be relevant. To thank you.
1: That is, thank you. That is the point. Yes.
0: They, it's just, just like when your clients go and they're like, hey, where should we go
1: to an all-inclusive in Cancun? I don't know, you're in you your head, you see something like that, maybe it's not a client, maybe it's a friend, you see this in, in social media, and you're like, oh, God, because you go through that list in your head of, well, you know, do you want adults only? What's your budget? What's,
0: what are all your preferences? Yeah. You
1: know, we have those right. natural lists. Well, it's the same. You don't, context was the perfect word. Thank you. That's what we're looking well, for.
0: It's funny because we even see this on TPT all the time in our messages. Someone will ask us a ask us a very specific question about, may, let's just say groups, for example, and like we aren't the people to ask because we don't book groups. <laughs> so like, yeah, oh, you I'm know, not gonna I, sit here I, and I, pretend. Yeah, like, I and we'll, I will be upfront and honest about that. And I'm like, happy to give as much as advice as I can or try try and steer you in the right direction, you know, we'll try to be helpful. But at the end of the day, like, that's not my expertise. So I'm not the best person to ask about that. But people think we've got the um, got the answers. We got them and we're hiding them. Um, I mean, we
1: have opinions. We sure have those. Oh, yeah. opinions he, are like you know what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, I saw it's like something I saw the other day that it's totally set me off. Somebody posted in a group, not somebody I know. Let's just be clear. It, I literally don't know this person. Joe, Sh- Joe Schmo could be a great person. Um, has been only in has been in the industry like two years. I think he said. Uh, and starts giving like this list of things he's learned and I was oh, like yeah. who the fuck are you and guys uh, it wasn't anything out of the box okay he it learned was to ev- do
0: intake
1: yes <laughs> like it was client. like qualifying a client and I bless his heart right like get it son I don't know maybe he listens he's gonna hear this and he's gonna be like was that me um, <laughs> you know but I, I guess my point is like like I wanted to do like the slow clap. Like, wow, yeah. look at All you, right. big boy. Right you and, he had, <laughs> you know, like I, I just but I'm like people were feeding into it, though. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, if this is your resource, you don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about going from carnival to princess? Is he go- right. <laughs> is he talking right. about, like, I, we have no context. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm yelling. Context, I'm context,
0: context. <sighs> right.
1: Okay, wait, I do want to follow up with one other way to grow business, to talk about growing business, scaling a business. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to pull this from an article in Luxury Travel Advisor. And I, I think this is a good point. I just literally had this article up right before we got on uh, re- to record. But it talks about the fact that like potentially instead of going and hiring somebody, maybe if you have money, like that's your thing. Like you're like, I got some money. I, we, we could do th- You need to invest in your business. This is talking about a man who um, I've actually read a couple articles on this on this guy. But he he actually took out a hundred thousand dollar loan to build his website and marketing program. He said, sometimes you have to take a leap to be successful. And I have a goal of being a $50 million agency. Now, I do know based on other articles, he does have like an IC employee model of some sort, but let's scale it. okay? let our favorite word our word of the day. Scale it. (laughs) You have $3,000 to spend, $5,000. You're like, I have an extra $1,000 a month, $1,500 a month. How is this? What is it that is going to help solve a problem for you? What is it yeah. that you need? Salt, Like, d- really get get into that nitty gritty. Don't just immediately jump into hiring.
0: Agreed. And I would also say, um, whatever you're going putting the money into, also consider, like, how is this paying off in the long term? So if you were, for true example, like, okay, I you know what I need to do? I need to spend some time and maybe some money. Like, maybe I do need some, to bring in some help um, on a, a workflow setup. That is going to pay that be off? more that's, efficient for yeah, you. Yeah, that's going to save you time on every single booking from now until the end of time. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, hiring someone for their time to to do your shitty system that takes too long, you're still paying for their <laughs> time. Um to you know. So think about it that way, like really clean up and and then I would also say like I mean, we've we've kind of this is no secret, but since we both came as came into the industry as, as employees, I'm actually a fan of the employee model. That's I'm about to be hiring and that's how I'm gonna hire. I'm gonna hire an employee um, and go that route. I tried in the spring and it did not pan out. So there was some lessons learned, lessons learned, and it's been a lot of uh, kind of getting to know your management style, which you're gonna need to know that and- regardless of h- what help you get.
1: And you do have to, that's like, we've said this before, don't be afraid to fail in that sense. Just I, the girl I was talking to today I was like, well, let's just chalk it up to some lessons learned. Like, that's all, you know what, we, we might fail at this hiring process, but that means we're going to be better for the next one. And uh, Katie, I know you've, you feel like you're like, I have learned a lot through this oh, process yeah. of delegating and, and figuring that out. And the other thing is something that I really want to instill, and I was speaking to this person and I just we both agreed on this and I know Katie, you'll agree. And we know that this industry has no regulation. So it is your job, my job. If you're going to bring on that IC and they suck,
0: yeah.
1: it's your job to regulate. Don't just let them flail, flail around. You don't want them to leave you and just hop to the next host because suddenly they've yeah. you've now introduced this whole world. You want to instill something. You want to educate them and regulate the best we can in order to to really help us all because what's the reality they go out and they do it they they say I'm a travel advisor and they're out there uh, you know doing it. and then six months later they're like oh wait this actually sucks because um Katie you like to say it's a shit sandwich and you have to decide <laughs> yeah how good that shit sandwich is or how worth it <laughs> it is to eat every day because we've all been there it all it all sucks on really bad days today actually today is actually oh. a really sucky day for me and I, does it am I upset yes am I gonna quit my job no it's a you yeah. know it's one bad day in a scale of like thousands of great days so but not everybody yeah. is understands that not everybody well, is
0: ready for that not everyone has the same passion for our industry and I think unfortunately that's that's a lesson a lot of us are learning the hard way again 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 because no matter how you slice it as soon as you say working and travel people think that is is something different than it is it's cheap um L- but I can- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well Fergie- we need cash uh, and Fergie today. I know. Look at us. Um I will say Pretending I can't take cool. credit. Um for the shit sandwich. That's Liz Gilbert and Big Magic. Oh, sorry. That was like sorry. my main sorry. my main takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was just my main takeaway from that book and it couldn't be more true. Like you have to be mm-hmm. so passionate about what you're doing that like some days are just a shit sandwich and you're just gonna have to like eat it and keep on trucking. <laughs> like that's just how that's gonna roll and uh, you know and you'll notice that when you're hiring too. A lot of people will cr- crumble. Right, we have a high pressure job. Honestly like And look up average income of of travel advisors. It's not high. This is not a very high paying career when you consider the time, like the time you need to become an expert, and as well as just the time put in. And if you don't have the passion for it, then it's never gonna pan out because it's too it's high time, it's high stress, um, and high pressure. It so (laughs) yeah
1: sure is. Well, do you feel like this sure was is. do you feel like we did an okay job? I productive enough? So, I we did like, productive enough. Yeah. Well,
0: we we'll We're productive
1: enough. Yeah. Like I think the recap is here is so don't automatically jump into d- decide what growing your business actually really needs yeah. to look like. Don't feel yeah. the comparison trap. And no. do your do your due diligence our favorite thing.
0: Yeah, do your due diligence. And I would say if you've, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I'm ready. I am ready to bring someone on. Then my advice would be to be, um, don't just hire the first person. Make sure you are interviewing and thoroughly vetting as much as you can. Put some time in there and then also, uh, use a trial period to make sure it's working out for both of you, uh, contracts to see your lawyer. Um, and yeah. I would, I would make sure that you are very, very clear, like what are exactly the things that you want to outsource and then look at those things and say, do I have a good system in place right now that will make it easier for me to teach someone? Like if I'm outsourcing documents, how am I doing documents right now? Is there any way that I could clean that up and make that faster before I hire someone? And I would just kind of go through the list like that.
1: I, yeah. I like it um
0: but but we'll recap I'm in the process I'm about to uh, start the process of um hiring and I I that is how I feel about it I'm excited about it but I'm also like I just because I know what's coming I'm like oh it's gonna be train and city it's so much time (laughs) so Um, much work (laughs) it's so much time and I'm really bad I'm one of those people that's like just let me do it (laughs) So I'm
1: Yeah, ditto. I just want you to crawl in my brain. Just crawl into my brain and you can have it. (laughs) Okay, guys. Also, I do want to say, I know we said this earlier, but if I I can't, like, if you're ever trying to, like, the group thing in particular, because that's such a hot topic, like, be specific about, if you want to reach out and be like, this is the group I'm trying to nail. Do you know anybody who's done these successfully? If we do we're happy to connect if they're willing to connect and most people are over in the TPT community. Um, yeah. But just to I also, oh, I know what I wanted to tell everybody. If you do have the template bundle, we did, uh, Katie, not we, Katie, uploaded <laughs> the independent... <laughs> but your
0: contract. Well,
1: I didn't, I, did, I don't her. do the tech side. <laughs> um, she put in, my independent contractor contract that thing has been heavily paid for okay (laughs) vetted by a lawyer but of course you do need to reference it by state so please have somebody review um yes but you are obviously welcome if it's in there
0: did we say this i think we did but just in case we didn't also if you are thinking i'm ready to bring someone on um talk to your accountant uh, that's the first thing oh, I did when it. I went to hire an employee I don't yes, know but yes, if you yes, do, yes. like that's the first thing you do is talk to your accountant make sure you understand what the real real per hour cost is and also what the requirements are it's very it's different from state to state and your accountant will know those things
1: yes that is so. actually thank you thank you for saying that again that is high of high importance all right guys have a wonderful day and as always like find us on the gram if you um would like to leave us a review we'd be forever grateful a nice one only nice ones
0: like shut up if you you
1: actually just stop listening
0: (laughs) just turn it off if you're not if you made it if you made it to the end (laughs) and you don't like it like what are you doing that's on you that's on you man
1: (laughs) right like uh yeah all right y'all have a good rest of your day
0: all right bye